right, I'm here on the campus of University of Nebraska-Lincoln um, having a conversation with Aaron Yoder, and you are our fly on the wall. So thanks for joining us. <laughs> Let's see how this works. First time I've done a fly on the wall right. conversation. Uh, Aaron, please introduce yourself. My name is Aaron Yoder. I'm an assistant professor at the University of Nebraska Medical Center. Uh, but I work with several e-extension projects. My background is in agricultural engineering, and uh, I've worked with extension. I've never officially had an extension appointment, but uh, I appreciate the service, especially that extension.org offers or e-extension. Um, so I've been utilizing that in the area of farm safety and health and now wearable technology. So tell me about your work in wearables. What got you interested? Um, actually, it was my fixation with technology. So I, I like technology. I've always tried to write projects or grants that have supported my technology addiction. Um, so from cell phones or PDAs when they first a, came um, out. Apple Watch so I've got my ah, Apple okay, smartwatch. So you're wearing one wearable. Uh, right. So okay. before it came out, I had a Pebble smartwatch. Um, and as soon as they came out, I knew I wanted to try them and figure out how I can use them in my safety and health work so that I could fund buying the things. Um, so that's sort of where it started. But then um, we had a new, have a new dean in our college that's been there for about a year. And he um, had some connections with Microsoft. And Microsoft came to him when we were doing all the Ebola stuff up there and said, can we use our new fitness band to track quarantine patients so we can monitor their heart rate and stuff. But we need to validate it that we're getting we'll be able to anticipate them getting a fever or detect a fever early on, plus with all the GPS tracking. And two days before Microsoft came to him or a week before I had a meeting with the Dean and told him how much I like technology. So when Microsoft came to him, they said, he said, I have the perfect person to manage this project. So that's sort of how my wearable stuff got started through with Microsoft. So tracking, we called it tracking wellness because we didn't want wanted to keep it pretty broad. In the U.S. or in Africa? So okay. it was supposed to be people coming back into the U.S. from Africa and other countries. Um, we did a pilot study where we used a clinical trial where we found people at the hospital that were likely to get a fever. And we put a band on them, lots of technology issues and lots of things to, to figure out with that. So we tracked 100 patients trying to figure out can we come up with an algorithm that predicts they're going to get a fever or detects the fever early on? Um, so Microsoft, I was collecting data. I didn't process the data. I managed the whole thing to get them on the patients. All the data went back to Microsoft and we did our hundred pilot study and then Microsoft decided it wasn't a high priority topic. Their whole innovation team changed and that's where the project ended. So what, they collected what, data. What were the, what were the, you know, the findings? Um, I don't think they, had substantial findings. To, we caught quite a few fever events, but they weren't predictable, uh, predictable enough, and they didn't get enough data to to release it for that. Interesting. Years. What an interesting way to start. Plus, the quarantine patients, the number of quarantine patients have it pretty much yeah. diminished. If well, I, now, now that the, the flu is making rounds, maybe. Right. So that's when we did it last year during flu season, because that's when we wanted to to collect data when we thought people would be more likely to to have fever events. Mm -hmm. So based on that experience, um, you started a wearables community in e-extension, and you're one of our extension project people that got funding right. this summer. Tell me about what you're exploring now with wearables in the context of extension. So even taking a step back, um, in the area of farm safety and health, I found Ryobi that makes those cool green tools. They sell at Home Depot. 
It's the only place that sells that brand, I found out. They make a pair of earbuds that track sound levels and then they um, block out sound, so they're hearing protection, but then they use a smartphone to process that and you can sort of like the fancy Bose noise reduction headphones, but you do with the processing through your cell phone. And the idea there was to do some crowdsourcing or citizen science um, to collect noise levels on farms that youth are exposed to. So these headphones are only $20. If the youth already have a cell phone or an iPod touch or something like that, we can give out these headphones, but then we collect data through the cloud uh, on the noise exposures of youth on farms. Using the app that comes with the headphones so or your using, own app? We decided to use the own app because what it was designed for so was use the native app, that, the native the app that comes with the headphones. Okay. It's designed for contractors to document jobs in construction mm -hmm. so they can take pictures. And there's other tools in the suite like measuring distances, heat guns, all kinds of stuff, so they can document a project. So we were going to have them document their project is just the, the noise stuff, mm -hmm. and they can even take pictures of what the noise is coming from. And uh, that was another one that I've tried to get funded a few places that hasn't been, we've just been doing some So right some now it's a great concept, but right. it hasn't actually been piloted. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think it's something we can turn into a project that extension educators or ag teachers could use uh, in their classrooms mm -hmm. um, as a small project. Like I said, it's relatively inexpensive if you already have the phones and devices it's only $20 a set of headphones. Mm -hmm. So um, so now we're thinking of going a step further now that all the wearable devices are out. The fitness trackers are probably the largest market there. Uh, but I also, I think your cell phone's a wearable device. I mean, it's a processor that you carry with you. <laughs> I wear, I hold it in my hand or right. have it in my pocket most of the time. Right, so, so we're looking at other applications and one big one was heat illness mm -hmm. um, that I mentioned before. We have some producers, especially that have uh, labor-intensive crops, uh, California and some other places through other organizations I've worked with, uh, wanting to be able to track heat illness or he a heat exposure. I know the cancer center they're building on campus, the Kiwit, the big construction company, had all their workers wear patches behind their ear this past summer uh, that changed color when they were getting their body temperature kept going up. So a manager or a supervisor could walk by and see if anybody was getting overheated and make them take a break. But we're taking that a step further by automating it with wearable devices. And we found through a lot of things that if it's just a device that tracks heat, people aren't gonna wear it. They're mm -hmm. not gonna, but if it's a smartwatch or has other things integrated, if they can see their phone calls, their text messages, other things, they're more likely to wear it. I wear mine not for the fitness tracking ability of it, but because I can see who's calling me or I can see my text messages and give quick responses to them. So the more functions we found they have in the wearable devices, the more likely people are to, mm -hmm. to use them. So what are some of the other ideas that you think are um, applications of wearables sure. in agriculture sure. or in ag extension? Or, you know, sure. extension has so many different dimensions to it, you know, right. family and consumer sciences, youth. Right. Uh, and of course, agriculture, community development. The, the health and fitness aspect of it, I think, is a big thing from food tracking to uh, exercise tracking. I was in D.C. doing some educating of legislators not too long ago. And all the walking I did there, I exceeded my goals in all the <laughs> fitness stuff. So it gives you some real-time feedback. And I think it, it definitely can help with, say, obesity, mm -hmm. uh, trying to get people more active. Uh, my daughter just got one that's really cool, Target sells it. It's marketed by UNICEF that when she takes more than 12,000 steps a day, it sends a food packet to somebody in another country. Oh, 
So it's sort of, I would call it social entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. I've heard that term before uh, being used. So she loves it. I mean, she- My daughter would she, like that too. And, and they're low cost. They're, they're relatively low cost and it does a social good. So again, that's just mm -hmm. another motivating factor for her to try to get more steps. She'll go outside and run around the house or play basketball. She wants to wear it to basketball practice. She's not allowed to wear it to the games, um, but she wishes she could. You know, she's even debated tying it on the dog or something and letting the dog run around. But we, we haven't let her do that with it. I've heard of other experiences like that. So that's one I'm working. Well, I think the, the integration with um, things like Snapchat or yes. you know, other services that yeah where it's not just the data, it's pictures about the environment or the project. Right. So the social reinforcement of your social groups and stuff, I think helps. Um, another project we've been working on, a company actually approached me. They do grain bin automation. So they created an app for a phone that you can control your augers on your grain bins for loading and unloading trucks, hmm. uh, which is a big hazard when people have to get out of the trucks to do all that stuff. Um, so he had asthma. So out of his own need, he developed an app with cameras so he can see all the stuff, but he, he's integrating heart rate monitoring into that. Hmm. So if somebody um, heart rate spikes and they're working around this equipment, it probably means something bad ha is happening. So it shuts it off or it sends them a message and if they don't respond to it, it shuts everything off. So another application, again, so back now, in the safety and health really, really glad to be talking with you because I was trying to understand the the ways that it applies. And I had, I'm not familiar with really, I had the ag safety right. side of the house. So right. this is really good for me to help see mm -hmm. the relationships. Um, now right. I understand, yeah, the physical health and the machinery, right. all that OSHA right. kinds of stuff, right. right? So we can integrate it there. I think it still has opportunities with youth for the health stuff, but then even opportunities in education because using devices like this, I've done, I did some general high school science days um, out in Kearney, Nebraska, um, and the youth were very interested in everything from, I had an old wearable camera, a look-see that they don't even make anymore, that, you know, you could record stuff on your phone by what you were wearing, you know, think of Google Glass about mm -hmm. 10 generations ago, um, and some stuff like that, but it really engaged them, and even I had a wireless blood pressure cuff, so they were interested in their, so it gets them interested in the health, or it gets them hooked, just mm -hmm. the, the new technology, and now I'm looking at, I even consider virtual reality stuff as wearable technology, so. Um, I've seen I, those little drones, too. Right, oh, they're little right. enough to wear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, they, I saw one, it was a watch, and then it takes off, mm -hmm. and follows you around, or whatever it comes back. So I think there's lots of opportunities for the new cool factor to get people engaged. But with the virtual reality stuff, uh, my thought is using stuff that's currently available and that's low cost. And this year at the extension uh, conference, I have a, a five minute session, one of the Ignite sessions on low cost wearable stuff. So like my daughter's um, band that's relatively low cost to the encourage UNICEF the mm -hmm. UNICEF band, um, Google Cardboard's one. I know there's Oculus Rift and the real high-end stuff, but even like the uh, Samsung Google cardboard, here, that's like 15 bucks or 10 bucks. Or I got mine free or from Verizon. Or you can make your own, right? You can, make, own, right? Right. You yeah. can make your own. So um, relatively low cost, which I think would be encouraging to extension people and to ag educators uh, to use that. You still need a phone or a device to put in it, but a lot of times schools have iPod touches or other things like that that they currently use for other education programs. Um, but now it's figuring out what type of content do we put it on them? You know, I was looking at buying a 360 degree camera, but I'm like, what am I going to take a picture of to show? You know, and I think that's an important challenge, you know, as one right. of the, our innovator, you know, people is, okay, 
finding the match between the, the capability right. of the combination of basically sensors right. and the apps that can do things, right. useful information, you know, lead to useful information or uh, lead to questions that can be studied. Mm -hmm. So it's a combination of the wearable and its data right. interpretation, but aligning it with questions that people care about answering right. is the, I mean, that's the hardest part about, you know, applying these sorts of right. new approaches is like, where's the, market innovation, the business innovation, the efficiency or scale innovation, and there's right. 10 types of innovation. Uh, the leading with the technology uh, needs to be matched with what are the unique questions, like the heat right. question. What are our educational goals or what are our end goals? Of yeah, what's the issue yeah. that's trying to be solved? So this has really helped me you know, have right. some, more, uh, some more perspective. For the people who are the fly on the wall, Aaron, you're going to be doing an Ignite session at our March event, mm -hmm. uh, March 22nd to the 25th. And I think as an innovation person, we're also showcasing you in the opening night reception. Yes. It's yeah. not just a reception. It really is kind of like a, a fun mini science fair mm -hmm. with food. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so we'll bring some hands-on stuff to play with and be able to try out. I'll bring my Star Wars Google Cardboard that I got for free from Verizon and <laughs> maybe my other stuff. And I know there's a virtual reality group in eExtension too, and I've been working with Lou Ann to try to figure out. I think she, most of her work has been on the higher end stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, we've actually collaborated on uh, farm safety for youth projects that we house in eExtension now called Safety and Agriculture for Youth. Um, and she's developed some concepts in the virtual world of how to improve people's decision, youth's decision-making around safety. So if people want to learn more or connect with you, you have a couple blog posts on yes. extension.org slash blog. Mm -hmm. And you have a community. Somebody did a search. What would they search for? Um, on for, our site, Right, right. So uh, wearable technology would get them uh, most of the articles mm -hmm. related to that. Or with the farm safety and health also, so there's sort of an integration between the two, since they're two of my interest areas. Very cool. And then on our extension.org site, we have a, a page that Todd's starting to fill out more, where there's your picture, there's a description right. of your project, at least that's coming, I think, sometime mm -hmm. in the next week or so. And I think your email address is on there, yes. too. Yes, yeah. Okay. But you want to give, so I don't know who's going to watch this, but assuming somebody's watching it, what's your email? Okay, so my email address is Aaron Yoder, A-A-R-O-N dot Y-O-D-E-R at UNMC for University of Nebraska Medical Center dot edu. Great. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for being a fly on the wall. And uh, I hope this is useful in spreading the word about your work and making some more right. connections. I think it will be. Yeah, thanks, Aaron. Yep, thank you.